Radio Influence. The future is now. This is Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. A look inside the biggest and most controversial news stories you need to know now. One of the country's most relied upon law enforcement analysts, Vincent Hill. Hey, good evening and welcome to Beyond the Badge. Of course, I am your host, Vincent Hill. Today is Tuesday, February the 13th. And you know what that means. That means tomorrow is that... That's... I'm sorry, hold... That... That special day called Valentine Day. And if you couldn't tell, it kind of makes me... Sick, because I don't believe in all that Valentine's Day stuff. I guess I'm a little cynical since I've been single for so long and I've been burnt in the past in relationships. But for those of you that do believe in <coughs> Valentine's Day, I urge you to go out and get your chocolates, get your candies, your roses, the special dinner that's going to cost you a few hundred dollars, and do all of that lovely stuff that lovely couples do. And... Like I said, hey, it's not for me, but if it's for you, hey, go out and make the best of it. But remember, anything can happen at any given moment. So make sure you tell that special someone that you love them all the time. Don't wait until February the 14th where society tells you you need to spend a bunch of money and you need to go here and you need to go here and you need to wear this type of outfit on that particular day. Do it every day because you never know. In this society, in this day and age, what could happen where you won't have the opportunity to tell your loved one that I love you? So there's a few people I want to say I love you to, not because it's Valentine's Day. I love my mom. I love my dad. Of course, I love my children more than this world, this life itself. And yeah, that's about it. So again, happy Valentine's Day to everyone that believes it. Go out and make the best of it. So I'm just back from New York City. Uh, I was up there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And Friday, man, it was cold, 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 cold. Saturday, it wasn't too cold, but it rained. And uh, ironically, you know, I'd posted on Facebook that I was up in New York. I always stay at the same spot, the time, the Manhattan at Times Square. Uh, so a buddy of mine that I hadn't seen in literally 18 years, uh, saw it on Facebook and he says, Hey, me and my family are up in Manhattan. We're going to be in Times Square tomorrow morning. So small world. I got a chance to see Buddy Burke, dear friend of mine. He and I go way back to 1998. And, uh, well, shoot, I guess it's been almost 20 years, but, uh, yeah, I got a chance to see him. He just recently got married a couple of years ago. He has a two-year-old, can't believe it, because his other children are in their late 20s and, you know, buddies in his 50s. But, hey, he has a two-year-old. He's happy. He and his wife are happily married, so good for them. Uh, but other than that, some very big meetings that took place in New York, some big things coming that I can't quite talk about just yet. I have to keep my mouth shut. I've been told I have to keep my mouth shut, uh, but... Some pretty big things coming, and when I can share, I will share. So while I was in New York, you like that segue? While I was in New York, I got an email. Well, first I got a voicemail from a local number, 404, which is local to Atlanta. 
and I didn't answer it. I think I was in the airport flying to New York or whatever. So I didn't even realize I had a voicemail from it. So late Friday, I checked my emails, and there's an email from a producer from one of the local stations here in Atlanta. And I've done some work with this station, but some of their reporters didn't like to use me because they say I'm too pro-police. Imagine that, an ex-cop who's pro-police. Um, so the very last time I was at that station, they called me down there. Oh, we need you in the studio. We need you to be live in the newsroom. I get down there. They don't use me. You know, come to find out there's this whole thing with one of their to-do anchors that says, oh, I didn't want to do a story with him because he's too pro-police, although the story was about a terror attack, whatever. So the email says, hey, Vince, can you come in and can you talk about this rash of officer-involved shootings? So I replied back, hey, I'm out of town until Sunday. My flight lands at 1 back in Atlanta. So he replies back. Hey, can you come in Sunday when you return? This replied, sure, certainly. So I gave the heads up. Sunday, of course, flying out of LaGuardia. If you've ever flown out of there, you know every flight is delayed. It could be sunny and 80 degrees outside. You can guarantee your flight's going to be delayed. So I emailed the producer back and I said, hey, listen, uh, flight's delayed. I actually will be getting in at like 1.30 now instead of 1, but I can still come by late afternoon. So he replies back, cool, can you still come in and talk about this rash of officer-involved shootings lately? So I knew where he was going with this, you know, this station that says I'm too pro-police. I knew where he was going. He wanted me to talk about police who have used deadly force or have shot a suspect in the line of duty in accordance with their duties and their laws and everything else. And, of course, it was going to be a police bashing, uh, question the police session. So me, being the smart ass that I am, I replied and said, oh, by the way, do you mean the rash of shootings that have occurred on police in the last week in this country? Or do you mean shootings where officers acting in the line of duty have had to use deadly force? And guess what his response was? Cricket, 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 cricket. That cricket is still chirping. Now, this was Sunday. That cricket is still chirping because he hasn't responded. Because don't come at me about doing a story about this rash of officer-involved shootings and bashing the police, but then not focus on that police are being shot, they're being killed in this country almost daily, And then people wonder why police react the way they do. They wonder why police use deadly force in split-second decisions. So to answer that producer's question, no, I wasn't going to do it anyway. And B, if you really didn't want to at least cover that aspect of it, so it's an, you know, what you're supposed to do in news, an unbiased report, an unbiased package, then no, I don't need to go to the local station and tell that story because, A, and I'm not tooting my own horn, uh, I've done quite a bit of other stuff other than the local news, so it's not like I need it on my resume. And then, B, what purpose would it serve then to fit the agenda 
that everybody already believes anyway. So I wanted no parts of it. It was clear to the producer when I responded that I wanted no parts of it. And that's why he didn't respond to what I said. So I figured since this is my show, my podcast, I could talk about the rash of shootings on police that have happened in this country within the last week. On yesterday, I did a piece with 11 Alive News here in Atlanta, who is actually very pro-police, and actually the anchor I did the story with is a former Oakland police officer, so he understands. So I'll give you the rundown. Three officers in Locust Grove, Georgia, which is about 40 miles east of Atlanta, were shot. One was actually shot and killed. He was shot in the head, all because these three officers were trying to serve a warrant on an individual. Now, as you all know, when someone doesn't want to go to jail, that's always a dangerous situation. But what makes this even more tragic is the fact that this simple, this warrant was a simple traffic warrant where he failed to appear to pay a parking ticket. So it's not like this guy was going to go downtown and be in jail until his trial three, six, nine months later. It was a traffic violation for an unpaid parking ticket, which means he probably, I'm guessing because he had a job, he probably, he was a truck driver, could have paid the freaking parking ticket. I almost said that for He almost... He could have paid the parking ticket, but three officers were shot. One died. And that local station that wanted me to talk about these rash of police shootings, even though it's in their viewership, in their market, in their demographic, because it's 40 miles east of Atlanta. They didn't want to talk about that. But I know why they didn't want to talk about it, because. The individual that shot the police officer, or should I say police officers, was black. The police officers were white. So it didn't fit the narrative that they wanted me to do on this story, which is white police officers shooting black people in the city of Atlanta. Well, I can flip it around and say, well, let's talk about all of these shootings in Atlanta by black people on black people. Atlanta's turning into the new Chicago, if you really want to know. But... Again, my show, I can talk about what I want. Three police officers at 11 o'clock in the morning serving a simple traffic warrant shot. One officer shot in the head, all because this guy didn't want to go back to jail. Now, I don't care. I don't want to hear about mental health issues. I don't want to hear about any of that crap. This guy didn't want to go back to jail. He resisted arrest. Two officers called for backup. Another officer responded, and they were all shot, and one died. Yeah, there is a rash of officer-involved shooting, but it's involved on the officer. Yes, there's a huge rash of officer-involved shootings. Let's take it out to Ohio, where two police officers were shot and killed responding to a 911 call. And guess who turned in the suspect? The suspect's wife, she called 911 and said, my husband just shot two police officers. Did you hear about it? You probably didn't because there's only a rash of officer-involved shootings against suspects, right? You didn't hear about it, and here's why. Because that suspect was African-American. Those two officers were white. Reverse the roles, 
and godly right now. Woo! The streets in Ohio would be on fire of protests, marches, you name it. They'd be blaming President Trump. They'd be blaming uh, Jeff Sessions. They'd be blaming the Russians. They'd be blaming everybody except for the individual that had the gun. This guy had a gun. He shot two police officers. He got the drop on him, and he shot him, and he killed him. So, yes, there is a rash of officer-involved shootings where the officer is involved in being shot. Shoot, let's swing over to Chicago. You know, Chicago, where everyone protested about a kid being shot by police and say that police target black people and police do this and police violate civil rights and they do this just today, just several hours ago. A Chicago police officer was shot while assisting the SWAT team. Chicago, you know, Chicago that had 700, 800, 900, 1,000. I don't know. I lost count. We all lost count of how many murders they had last year. You know, that city, the same city that says, oh, your police are racist, they're thugs, they're this, they're that. Oh, my God. A police officer was shot in the city of Chicago. There it is again, that rash of officer-involved shootings. Or shoot, I could switch it over to Detroit, where just a couple of weeks ago, black officer Glenn Doss was shot in the head and died. Another officer in the city of Detroit was shot. He's in stable condition. I talked to the PIO up there just a few days ago. He's in stable condition. He was shot by a suspect. So, yes, there is a rash of officer-involved shootings, which involve the officer being shot. Let's go out to Baton Rouge. You remember Baton Rouge. You remember the guy President Obama said America should feel his pain, Alton Sterling. You remember the guy who was resisting arrest, who had a gun, who was reaching for the gun when he was shot by police in Baton Rouge. And you remember how five officers in Baton Rouge were shot uh, because of the result of Alton Sterling, you know, those are officer-involved shootings, right? Well, let's take it out to Baton Rouge, and there was a police officer this past Sunday who was shot while a suspect fired several rounds into his marked police unit. Baton Rouge, wow, you're right. There is a rash of officer-involved shootings going on across this country. Let me go out to Richardson, Texas. Uh, you probably didn't hear about this either because it was just a white cop that was shot and killed that was responding to a disturbance at an apartment complex. Suspect got the drop on him, shot him, and he died. That officer woke up that morning with no intentions of dying. He probably had every intention of going home to his family. But he died. And that goes along with what I said. There is a rash of officer-involved shootings this year where it involves the officer being shot. It involves the officer being shot. 
So I don't want anybody coming at me, no producer, no news person. Oh, let's talk about this shooting, this rash of officer-involved shootings on black people. I don't want to hear it if you're not willing to be unbiased and tell the proper story. Because for those people that did get shot by police, that's because the police didn't hesitate. They used the amount of force necessary, which obviously escalated to deadly force. They responded to that split-second decision without thinking, oh, if I do this, I'm going to be the next racist. Oh, if I do this, I'm going to be the next person to look like Michael's, uh, Michael Scott or, or uh, uh, Darren Wilson or, uh, God forbid, George Zimmerman. Those officers, when faced with danger, when faced with life or death situations, when faced with having no other resort but to use deadly force, that's how they responded because that's what the law allows them to do. Now, these officers that I have named and I can keep naming just in February, February the 13th of this year, I can keep naming officers who have been shot in the line of duty. I can keep naming officers who have been shot and killed in the line of duty. But nobody is talking about those stories because it doesn't matter to society. It doesn't matter to the Nielsen ratings for some of these local news outlets. It doesn't matter to the Nielsen ratings to some of these national news outlets. Because the more you can incite people to believe that there's a problem, the more you can incite people to believe it only happens in a certain demographic, the more you can incite people to believe that those that are sworn to protect and serve you are the bad guy, the more you can incite that those that look like you and will kill you for no reason, that will shoot you for no reason, that are shooting every, shooting each other every day, they're not the problem. You don't have to fear them unless you're in the drug game or the gang or wrong place, wrong time, or retaliation, or whatever, your shoes. No, 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 it's okay. Don't fear them. Fear that guy or that woman in a uniform with a badge and a gun because they are the problem. And they will shoot and kill you just because you look the way you look. But nobody's talking about what's really going on in this country. There's only one person I've heard talking about it, but other than me, and that's the president of the United States. You know, that racist, that guy, you know him, you know, that racist, even though he's done more for black people in the first year than Obama did in eight years. Anyway, I digress. He's the only person I hear talking about this. He's the only person I hear giving his condolences to these officers across this country. Instead of our last president, the police acted stupidly. The police have it out for the black community. Blah, 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 blah. The police. Well, if a guy like 
the president, President Trump, number 45, whatever you want to call him, has the sense to support police because he knows police are the backbone of this country. Now, how do you say that? Well, it's easy because police are the backbone of the community. And if the community is in turmoil, the entire country becomes in turmoil. That's how it works. When communities across this country are in turmoil and they're riddled with drugs and they're riddled with crime, the entire country is in turmoil. But you have a guy like President Trump who's trying to fix that, who's going after the gang members, who's going after MS-13, who's trying to get tougher on drugs, trying to get tougher on guns, illegal guns. I'm not talking gun control. He's trying to get tougher on that element that makes this country not safe. But yet, the only thing mainstream media can focus on is how much of a racist he is. Did he sell his house to a Russian for more than what it was worth? Did he sleep with such and such? Well, I tell you what, if I ever run for office, my first speech, I promise you, will be, I've slept with a lot of women. You will probably hear women that said I slept with them. It is all true because I am a man. I was born a man. I will die a man. But that has nothing to do with the issues at hand. Has nothing to do with it. So my first speech before I even announce that I'm running, you will probably hear that I've slept with women. You will probably hear that I may have said some inappropriate things, which Every person in this country has. I don't care who you are. They are probably true. But that has nothing to do with the issues of fixing this country. So back to this whole rash of officer-involved shootings. There have been 11 officers in 2018. We're only, what, 40-something days into this year. There have been 11 officers, and my math isn't the greatest, but if we keep this up, it's going to be a lot by the end of the year. This year, 11 officers shot and killed in the line of duty, and countless other officers shot in the line of duty. So why is this not an issue to the mainstream media other than Fox News that's the only network I've ever seen cover a police related shooting CNN doesn't do it I mean they might I don't watch so correction but from what I know about CNN they don't do it but God forbid that those three officers in Locust Grove the one that was shot in the head and died uh, would have shot that individual and killed him even though he had a gun. CNN would be all over it. You would see Benjamin Crump. You would see Al Sharpton, the skinny Al Sharpton, who looks anorexic now. You would see the Black Lives Matter movement, the Atlanta chapter, because it was just 40 miles east of Atlanta. You'd probably hear from the mayor of Atlanta. You'd probably hear from some NFL player. You'd probably hear from some NBA player. You'd probably hear from 
Chester Cheetah. You'd probably hear from Doink the Clown. You'd hear from a lot of people about how these racist officers shot this black man who simply wasn't doing anything, who they simply could have shot in the leg. They could have shot the gun out of his hand. They could have tased him. They could have pepper sprayed him. They could have fought him. They could have body slammed him. They could have laid hands on him and prayed over him. They could have done all of this other stuff. They didn't have to kill him. But since it doesn't fit the narrative that people try to get around that I refuse to be a part of, it's not a big story. And if you're not in Atlanta, if you're not in the local market, you probably didn't even see the story. And that local news station that I was talking about didn't even run a story about it. But yet you call me to come down and belittle police. You call me to come down to play the guessing game with police. You call me to come down to make it look like police have an agenda. You call me down to make it look like police are untrained and they should be able to de-escalate every situation. I refuse to be a part of it. So you can keep your little story. You don't ever have to call. You don't ever have to email. Because if you come at me with that stuff again, my response will be the same. So are we talking about these officers that have been shot? Because if we're not, it's nothing to say. Or I can make my talking points so one-sided that they'll never be able to use them. Oh, well, uh, Vincent, talk to us about why this officer reacted this way. You can clearly see such and such. Well, I can clearly see that 11 officers have been shot and killed in 2018 because that split second took too long for them. But this officer reacted in the split second because that's what the law tells him he can do. Next question. I guarantee my talking points would be so one-sided that they wouldn't be able to use it for their story anyway. So here's what I want to do. I want to switch gears. And usually on my 10-7 segment, I highlight just one officer. But since I'm on this subject of rash of officer-involved shooting, in my opinion, again, the shooting involved the officer being shot, I want to highlight the 11 officers that have been shot and killed in the line of duty in just 2018. Now, of course, I don't have time to read their memorials. Some of them I've read on past shows, especially Glenn Doss in Detroit, Michigan, um, but I want to read these names just so it sets in. And I urge you, the next time you hear someone talk about all of these officer-involved shootings and how it's out of control, I urge you to remind that person that it is out of control. The fact that officers are getting shot and dying in droves is really out of control, and we need to get a handle on it. Or otherwise, what happens when police stop policing? Let that sink in for just a second. What happens when police stop policing? I'll tell you what happens. All hell breaks loose. All law and order is out the window. And it's the OK Corral. And that is not a country. That is not a society. 
I want to be a part of. So, canine officer Eric Jaring killed February 10th, 2018. Police officer Anthony Morelli killed February 10th, 2018. Police officer Chase Maddox killed February 9th, 2018. Police officer David Sherrod killed February 7th, 2018. Los Angeles County Sheriff's Officer Deputy Sheriff Stephen Bellinger killed February 6, 2018. Deputy Sheriff Micah Flick killed Monday, February 5th, 2018. Police Officer Glenn Anthony Das killed January 28, 2018. Deputy Sheriff Heath McDonald Gum killed January 24th, 2018. Deputy U.S. Marshal Christopher David Hill killed January 18th, 2018. Detective Michael Ray Doty killed January 17th, 2018. And Deputy Sheriff Daniel A. McCartney killed January 8th, 2018. Again, I'm not a great math guy. Once I get plus four plus four, I start to slip up. But that's a pretty high rate. Only being 40 plus days into this year. And at that rate, if my math is correct, by the end of the year, that number will be in the hundreds. So we need to get a handle on this. We need to get tough on these individuals. We need to stop, excuse my French, pussyfooting around thinking, oh, well, I can't do this because I'm going to be on the news if I do this. It's about survival. It's about protecting and serving. It's about going home to your families at night. So to any officer listening under the sound of my voice, if you're faced with that split-second decision and you know you're acting within policy, you're acting within the use of force continuum, you're acting within the law, do not, do not, Have me reading your name on this show on my 10-7 segment. You do what you need to do to protect yourself, your partners, your community, and to go home to your family. Because ask Glenn Doss's girlfriend, who is now home with nine-month-old Eli without a dad. He didn't get to go home to his family. You do whatever you need to do in accordance with the law, in accordance with the use of force, to protect yourself. I'm Vincent Hill. I thank you for listening. I will see you next week right here, RadioInfluence.com. Good night. To continue the conversation, get updates on the show, and to find out when you can see him on television, follow Vincent on Twitter, at Vincent Hill TV. That's at Vincent Hill TV. This has been Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. This is an Ian Beckles flavor in your ear quick fix on Radio Influence. 
So when Quincy Jones comes out and said, Marlon Brando slept with Richard Pryor, and I was like, wait, whoa, wait a minute now. Marlon Brando, who I, I didn't know was bisexual, but I guess everybody else knew he was bisexual. And Richard Pryor, I guess everybody knew he was bisexual as well. They slept together, and they say Marlon Brando just pretty much slept with everybody. Didn't matter, man, woman, boy, girl, dog, uh, kitty cat. He was sleeping with everybody, supposedly. This other name came up, Marvin Gaye is gay. Marvin Gaye was gay. What, what is, where is this coming from? Another thing Quincy Jones said was, Michael Jackson used to steal all kind of music. They went back, and TMZ looked it up, and they pulled a Donna Summer song. It wasn't a really popular song. It was like a B-side song. And they slowed down the beat, and it was Billie Jean to a T. So now Michael Jackson is a thief. Marvin Gaye is gay, and Richard Pryor's gay. I mean, that was a lot for me to deal with at one time. You can find Ian Beckles Flavor in Your Ear on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and RadioInfluence.com.